Street Champs, come get put on. Today I'm in here with Rising Country Superstar Mitch Carter. That was a good one. Uh. I like that. Yeah, no, it sounds good. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard that yet, so, I mean, it sounds nice. It has a nice ring to it. You'll, sure. you'll hear it soon. I hope. That's Hell all yeah. we can hope, man. Mm. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. Good. No, always always good to be here. I appreciate you having me back, yeah. always. Uh, but no, good day. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm good. How are you doing? Pretty good, you know. It's always good to have you, man. We kind of, we kind of went backwards, you know. You started, uh, what, your first time was on the Still Spicy one? Uh, first time was on the uh, <clears throat> the music review. Oh, yeah, music yeah, review, yeah. and then the Still Spicy and then now yep yeah it's kind of backwards we kind of but you know you had a lot of you've been on your what for at least like five six hours yeah probably about that yeah i think each one of them was was about two or so two or three Mm -hmm. i think that first one was like three yeah so it's always fun though those music reviews always go really long oh i bet i mean just getting through all those songs and stuff i think you guys had more songs but you had to cut it at a certain point right yeah my internet would just start like being all slow yeah once we do like three hours of fucking streaming music and video yeah yeah it's weird well, but, bit rate or whatever i don't know i don't know nothing about that but i know it, fucking, gets, it gets to be too much for the computer and yeah shit. this fancy lingo mm. just give me my internet i pay for mm, exactly uh, i don't know but um <laughs> all right so um you know i said rising country superstar and whatever like i want to i want to get into all your music and shit but i want to i want to go back like back back how old are you i'm 26 i just turned 26 about a month ago or less than a month ago, mm-hmm. so <clears throat> getting old now, you know. So, uh, but in my late twenties, finally. So I guess that's a good thing. But they say you're more mature when you get older. But I don't know about all that. <laughs> you don't feel it. I don't feel it. But you know, it all comes with with time and stuff. I mean, I'm more mature than I was like six years ago. I, I was crazy six years ago. So I guess it, it is. I am more mature, just not quite where I probably feel like I should be. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is i'm 25 so like i feel like we, we kind of have good conversations we're, we're i feel like we're both pretty fucking level-headed and shit for sure you feel yeah. like sometimes you you're not sometimes you feel like you're still no i mean just sometimes i just you know i don't make good decisions you know mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, i mean like i feel like i can always talk to people and stuff and you know like have a conversation um i used to say you know i could i could sell a ketchup pops ketchup pops called to a lady in white you know and, all that shit, just the the dumb stuff. But uh, I can talk to anybody about anything, so it's always cool. But um, it's it's always better to talk to people who you know can talk back. You know, even uh, selling cars and stuff. It's just when you have a customer that can have a conversation, it's a lot nicer than someone who just kind of sits there and doesn't do nothing. So yeah, were you always pretty talkative and outgoing? Yeah, um, I mean, I would say so. I mean, I in high school I played all uh, played three sports for four years so you know i got to meet a lot of people <clears throat> talk to a lot of people um played football uh basketball and ran track Damn. in high school yeah but crazy what, what high school did you go to did you grow up here in pueblo no uh north side colorado springs north so it's a pretty new school it's called discovery canyon mm-hmm. um we play a lot of the public schools and stuff we played east in football like maybe uh six times Holy Maybe that's shit. something I should have said. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that's a lot. In one season? No, it was throughout my college. We would play or in high school career or whatever. We'd play them twice a year, so like once in the regular season because they were in our league, and then we'd always meet up with them in the playoffs, it felt like, every year. So, mm-hmm. but hmm. how, how big was your graduating class? Um, I think it was just under 300. Holy shit. I don't know if that's 
correct, but somewhere around there, 250 that, something. Did that feel like pretty big at the time to you or is that like still pretty? You know, I small? mean, it felt pretty big compared. I have some family in like Simla and stuff and they had like three people in their graduating class, which is insane Holy to me. Shit. So like to that, it feels pretty, pretty big. But then I had other family, you know, that went to the big 5A schools and stuff and, you know, it, just way more people and like the graduation lasted an extra two hours than mine did and stuff. I was like, dang, there's a lot of people. I know some of the, the like Texas high schools have thousands almost, or, you know, it's like, yeah, it's almost like a college campus. Like CSU Pueblo was not that many people, but <laughs> like, it's crazy that a high school can have that many people and all that stuff too. But mm-hmm. so I don't know. It's similar like a city in Colorado or something. Yeah. So it's, I mean, you can tell cause you haven't heard of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have heard of it either if I didn't have, you know, family there, but uh, anytime you drive out like towards Missouri or towards like Tennessee, mm-hmm. um, you'll drive through Simla and it takes about, I don't know, like a minute, 30 seconds to get through the whole town, you know, they have a high school there for some reason. Yep. Yep. That- they play like eight man football and stuff like that rather than 11 stuff like that. But, uh, I mean, you, like I said, you pass by it and like the school just looks like a building. And the only reason you know it's high school is cause you see the football field out there and stuff. And then you pass through it and then you're on to the next little town. So how many, there. how many kids do you, would you estimate, like go to that high school at any given time? Well, I don't know. Probably. I mean, I got a couple of my aunts teach there still. Um, I can't imagine it being, I mean, I feel like the whole school probably has like 400 people. Oh, that's way bigger than I thought. I was imagining like, like a class of like 40 kids just go in there every day. That would be great. And that like, can you imagine having three people in your graduating class? Yeah. Like you only, there's doesn't make any sense. So the the entire student population is all underclassmen, basically. I guess so. Yeah, and you just you're taking the same classes with the same three people the whole like the whole four years or something. I don't know how it works. That's or insane. Why it works, but it's crazy. Damn! Imagine like you're like, all right, guys, who's who's with Becky today? Who's who's chilling with? I wonder how prom was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's like an off like an odd amount of girls to boys. Mm-hmm. It's like too many boys or too many girls. Take both of them to prom, I guess. Yeah, probably like. Well, then lesbians and gay people, you know, but there's more gay stuff going on. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe not in Simla, though. They're very uh, very uh, against that, I think. Well, maybe oh, not yeah. anymore, but, you know, world's changing, so. They've been infiltrated. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's going everywhere now, and it is what it is, so mm-hmm. it's cool, though. Mm. All right, so um, you got any brothers and sisters? Yeah, I have two little sisters, so um, one of them is 24, and one of them is 22, so like we were all in high school at the same time, which is crazy. Shout out to my mom because I don't know how she did that, especially when we were little, having three kids within, you know, four years. That's some work. So yeah. I, I appreciate that she did that for us. But you know, it's uh, it's cool having little sisters, and I think it's always funny. You know, you see the memes and stuff on Twitter where it's like you grow up like hating these other people, and then all of a sudden one day it just switches, and you guys are like best friends. And so me and my little sister are very close and everything. So. Uh, very thankful to happy or very thankful to have them. And, you know, uh, it's just nice to have family and I got lucky having two great little sisters too. So it's, it's always nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're like, I mean, I think 20, 22 is like an, an adult. Like you're, you should be fucking trying to level up your life somehow. So you're not like stuck in the mud your whole life. Yeah. Well, and that's how I feel too, is like my middle sister, she's, uh, graduated, did her master's. She's a counselor now in for middle school up in Cherry Creek. 
Um, and then my littlest sister is trying to get into vet school right now. Oh, wow. And I'm moving to Tennessee to try to be a singer. Yeah. <laughs> you know how it is. It's, it's, I mean. Do you feel like that? <clears throat> Do you sometimes feel like they look at you like kind of, kind of like, what are you doing? No. I mean, they're, like I said, we're very close. Um, I'm sure sometimes they might have like a thought like that, you know, like, like, are you sure about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, no, they're very supportive and everything. Like they come to all the shows that they can come to and everything too. They sing along and stuff to songs and, you know, they give me songs to try out. And, uh, I always shout them out when they're at the shows like, Hey, this is my sister's favorite song. And then I'll sing it and she'll sing along or she'll cheer extra or something. You know, they, they're very cool and very awesome about it. And I feel like they, if I did suck, they would tell me, mm-hmm. which is nice. It's always nice to have people that like, you know, don't completely bullshit you, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's always, it's always cool. So, but sometimes I do not, n- not because of them or anything, but just cause you know, my overthinking and everything, I'm like, Ooh, am I really moving all the way to Tennessee to try to do this? Am I really like trying to do this right now? But you got to make the jump. And I think the best way to do it is just throw yourself in the deep end and eventually you'll either learn how to swim or you'll drown. So mm-hmm. it is what it is, but yeah so you've been uh you've been talking about you know your mom and stuff what, what happened to your dad uh dad still around um they kind of him and my mom uh kind of separated for a while when i was i think it was like my freshman year of high school maybe eighth grade um so he didn't he moved out didn't really live with us would still come to games and everything like that uh stuff like that but um as we've gotten older and everything too it's uh you know he He's still around. He still texts me all the time and stuff, but uh, don't see him quite as much. Like I see my mom all the time, which uh, will be a little weird not being able to, you know, just drive up an hour to see her. I'll be 17 hours away or 16 hours away or whatever. Um, but we still see my dad like at Christmas time or, you know, Thanksgiving stuff like that. Um, he'll ask me to hang out, watch football every once in a while, but uh, definitely a mama's boy for sure. But he's still around, still, mm-hmm. just kind of less in the picture i guess if that makes sense yeah like what age did he kind of like kind of separate from like you remember like oh he wasn't around as much Mm, i feel like it was when we all got to college like once the youngest once my littlest sister julia got to college i feel like that's when he kind of just because um like they were in boulder i was in pueblo Mm. um so he'd come to some of my football games and stuff at csup um but they were kind of too far away and my mom would always make, you know, the two hour trips or, you know, she'd drive down to Pueblo and then the next day drive all the way up to Boulder to, you know, have lunch with them or something. So like she made an amazing effort to come see us and everything. And he just kind of didn't want to do that. So like, I mean, just kind of, you know, that I feel like that's when it kind of happened was like when Julia got to college because we weren't all in the house anymore. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I feel like fucking my parents low key like when I went to college, I'm the youngest. Like they kind of went through their own thing, like empty nest shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's kind of a point to reevaluate your own life when you're like you know like forty, fifty years old. Like damn, like I'm really here by myself type shit. Mm. Well, and like <clears throat> I think they did a really good job too. You know, they were separated, but they didn't get divorced until we were all out of the out of the house and everything too. They did a good job of, I mean if you can call it that, but co-parenting, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's a little different when like you, you get divorced when your kid is like two or whatever, but like, Mm -hmm. um, they did a good job kind of keeping it, you know, 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Amicable. Yeah. Like they did a good job. Like when we'd be places together or like, um, they both drove me out to Arkansas my first year of college and then like stayed in a hotel room together in separate beds or whatever. But like they were very comfortable or like very nice to each other still. And, uh, made it easy on us, didn't make it weird for us, anything like that. They did a good job of that part, so um, nothing wrong with that. But they feel like they just kind of fell out of love and whatever and yeah. teach their own. I mean, I, it happens. Yeah. 50% of marriages end in divorce, right? So it's, My parents fucking low-key, they announced they were getting a divorce when I, like a week after I graduated college. And like, you know, like, like you said, it's different when you get like that news when you're like five or six or whatever. But like as a 20-year-old, like that shit still kind of felt weird. It's, like, it's damn, still like, weird, yeah. Like, at what point? Like, at what point did you guys just know you guys you don't fuck with each other like that? Like, at what point? Mm-hmm. Like, was it just like a date? Like, did it switch? I mean, mm-hmm. I've never really talked to them about it, just because kind of none of my business or whatever. But it is, it is weird. Like, was it just like a day where you just both decided, or was it like for a long time coming? Yeah, I mean, realistically, it was probably like over a long period of time because that's just how relationships work. Mm-hmm. But like you know, realizing that your parents are still growing and not even like sometimes happy with what's going on in their life. They're not just like robots that are like, can do whatever you ask them to do is like a really awakening thing for a fucking, like a young person. Oh, for sure. Well, and it's just, you know, when you're young, you look at a 26 year old and you're like, yeah, that guy's got a job, you know, he's living on his own. He's doing whatever. That's awesome. And then now I am 26 and I'm like, fuck dude yeah <laughs> like know, some like, some months are better than others type shit yeah exactly but so i mean you're always growing and that's something you don't realize when you're little but like now that i'm realizing it myself you realize you know even though my mom is 50 something my dad is almost 60 something you know they're still growing on themselves or with themselves too so it's like mm-hmm. i mean it's more understandable now like you're saying so yeah but, my parents are about the same age too nice yeah but um yeah you know one day we'll get to that age are you are you single right now I am right now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I'm just going to different state and everything. Uh, it's all, all weird, you know, like just talking to people here or going to bars here. You see a lot of people, you know, and now I'm going to go out there and I only know one person in the whole entire state. So it's, mm-hmm. it's weird and makes me nervous, but you know, like, I mean, like we were talking about, I can talk to people and make friends pretty easy and everything too. And um, I know Cody's got, Cody's the other one that, uh, is out there right now that I know, and he's got a lot of connections. So, um, I know me and him are very similar, so I'm sure a lot of his friends will probably be my friends too and all that stuff. So I'm not too worried about it, but you know, I'm, there's a lot of weird random stuff that I'm worried about, but, uh, that's, that's not really one of them. So that's good. But like, what are you worried about? Um, you know, I got to find a, a new barber cause I had one here, you know, I got to go out there. I got to find a new dentist. I got to find, you know, like where I'm going to go, like the closest liquor store, you know, the closest grocery store. If I need to go to Home Depot, where's that? You know, it's just being in Pueblo for the last eight years or whatever. And then growing up before that, I was in the same place for like 11 years or something. So you kind of just get used to it. You know where everything is. Like uh, going out there, I know where nothing is. I mean, I know where Broadway is, but that's because it's it's Broadway. But yeah. uh, I'm going to have to find out, you know, the best way to get to work uh, when I have to leave the house because I'm sure there'll be a little bit of traffic and everything, bigger city than Pueblo. So it's, I mean, it's all 
like like I said, it's all kind of stupid stuff, but it's like I got this whole list of stuff that like when I get there, I gotta find all this stuff before. Yeah, I get. it sounds like Google Maps could really solve every single problem you're you're mm-hmm. having right now. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Once I get there, I'll just be looking at like that whole first day. Yeah, I'll just be writing stuff down, like and asking people, everyone I meet, hey, do you know any good barbers? I can cut a mullet, you know. Do you know anybody? I'm like, I'm gonna sure. be, there's gonna be like, yes, every single barber here. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, yeah. In Tennessee, you can go to fucking sports clips, and they're gonna be able to cut it for you. For oh, real, cool. <laughs> yeah, honestly. But, but that, that's fair though. I feel like um, I personally could not ever make that move. I don't think I'm. I'm not comfortable with. Like I look like you said, mama's boy. Like I'm. I'm a homebody, bro. Like I fucking. I like to be in control of like, my day to day, and introducing new things is. It's just not something I, I, I do well with, and I know that. Mm-hmm. So no, and I, f- I feel that way too. It's just <clears throat> that's why I'm like that's why I'm freaking out about all this little stuff because it's like I know once I get there and I like figure it all out, I'll be just fine. But I'm sure the first you know couple months, three months, four months is gonna be tough. You know, mm-hmm. luckily I'll have Cody there and stuff like that. Um, my family is visiting for their spring break and everything too, so. Um, that'll just be a couple months after, so I get to see them again and stuff like that. That'll help. Um, but yeah, it, it is weird. It's all, I feel the same way. So it's like, I'm, that's, that's part of the reason why I'm so nervous is just like, yeah. I mean, I don't know how religious you are, but I'd like maybe like get involved in like a church, like once oh, yeah. a weekly church, just so like, cause those are people that like, you know, their intentions are somewhat, you know, aligned with something positive mm-hmm. and fucking there's probably like a younger person, a younger, younger people involved too. Mm-hmm but who knows no i'm sure there's some i'm sure the bands you know all the like yeah. the people singing at churches and stuff in nashville are probably pretty good so mm-hmm. uh but i'll have to find a good one out there church people party too like they're fucking they're not like they're not all stiff like mm-hmm. they're actually like real people too yeah yeah exactly that's what i mean i've I've never really been in it actually i went to durango one time i moved there for five years with the intentions of leaving pueblo and uh i got involved in a few churches and i feel like that's where i like I meant like mentors type things, mm. but they didn't really like last because I just would stop going. But yeah, good people. Oh yeah, really for sure. Help. Like you said, they are, there's at least something positive about that that you know you can look into and everything too. So yeah, definitely a good idea for sure. Mm. Man, these are good, man. Thank you for this. It's hitting, hitting different, the Coke. They're fire, man. It just tastes like soda. Mm-hmm. All right, so um. Came back on the whole training things. Um, you were growing up. You you said uh, your college experience. Um, your your parents your parents separated or whatever, or your your sister's college experience. Um, what about like younger than that? Like, what kind of kid were you? You think? Um, I feel like I was a pretty good kid. I actually didn't have a sip of alcohol until I graduated high school. Oh really? Just because <clears throat> my school was so like not strict, but they were just like weird about all that stuff, like. They had that whole safe to tell thing was coming up and everything and like there was a lot of there was a lot of snitches and stuff and like it wasn't like anybody was doing anything like crazy bad. I mean, we grew up in Northgate, Colorado Springs. It's not like anything was like super crazy, but like somebody was drinking at a party or something, somebody would call that number and be like, "Hey, they're partying at this house." And then, you know, the cops would come and nothing would ever happen no one would get arrested or nothing but like you know the party would last for a couple hours and then get shut down and then whoever's house it at it was at would get called in the office the next day like random random stuff like that and it was mm-hmm. just uh and then my mom like it's kind of funny because my mom is like she loves to party with me and stuff now like 
tonight at this going away party I'm going to in spring, I know she's going to get blacked out, which is awesome <laughs> and so much fun. But like back in high school, I was a little bit scared of her, like not in a bad way, but just like almost scared to disappoint her. So like I just didn't drink until I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. I was just like nothing. You know, I got good grades and everything. I had a 4.3 in high school. Um, but you know, I was, I mean, not, I, I was kind of lazy sometimes and had to beg, beg to redo some projects and stuff and stuff like that, but nothing crazy really, man. I mean, sports kept me busy and stuff too, like playing three sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like even sometimes football, we'd always make the playoffs and stuff. So like basketball season would start. And so as soon as like football season would end, basketball season had already started and I just had to kind of hop into that. And so I didn't really have time to like time to get in trouble, if that makes sense, which is, I mean, it's a good thing for sure, because I'm sure I would have, but it was, it just kept me busy, kept me out of trouble. I feel like I was a pretty good kid. Um, My middle sister, Emily, I mean, all three of us were good kids, but middle sister, Emily would like to argue with my mom a lot. So like me and the littlest one would be like, bro, shut up. (laughs) Yeah. Stuff like that. But we were all pretty good kids and stuff like that too. Uh, I was in, you know, student senate and all that stuff, all the dumb stuff that, like, looking back on, I'm like, why did I do that? You know, but it is what it is, and it made me who I am today, I guess. So, like, you never can complain about what you did, I guess. Mm -hmm. You feel like uh, playing sports and stuff, like, it kind of, it made, like, a a noticeable impact on how people treated you? Um, I mean, it kind of, I don't think it made, like, a noticeable impact impact you know like at our school theater was a big thing too oh really so like theater kids were the ones with the bitches yeah we didn't have like we didn't have like clicks or anything but you know there was like the theater kids and then there was like the you know uh the the jocks i guess and Mm -hmm. i mean a lot of them like it was kind of cool because like there wasn't clicks because we all were kind of intermingled in different stuff you know there'd be one or two guys from theater that were just like our homies from middle school you know stuff like that and Mm -hmm. so we'd all hang out do that kind of thing but um i don't think it really made an impact i mean probably to people in the community more than like at the actual high school but i think sports definitely like i mean when you're good and like they you you start at all the sports and everything i feel like people are kind of like oh damn i want to hang out with that guy or whatever so uh i guess that part kind of helped but um i don't think people were like treated differently if you didn't play sports if that makes sense. Yeah. But just trying to get that under a grasp of Northgate politics. Oh no, I gotcha. You know? I gotcha. Fucking I've never actually I don't even know what that is actually. Is it what predominantly like a white community? Uh yeah, I think we had like three black kids at our school. <laughs> and uh I mean there is people from everywhere. It's you know, it's close very, very close to the Air Force base. Mm. So a lot of military families. Um there's a lot of Mormon families out there, so I like I had a bunch of Mormon friends in high school and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, it's it's kind of weird, but um, like my family's not. I mean, my family's pretty good on money and stuff. But like, you go like a mile down the road, and like that's where you know the families have like the three million dollar houses and stuff like that. That's right where the high school was. So it's kind of all crazy and shit like that. But no, it's weird. Hmm fucking what what uh growing up what did your parents do Um, i guess so my mom was a stay-at-home mom for a while um 
she's has recently started working at like schools and stuff like that um so she's like helping i mean she worked at this one school where it's like the kids who get expelled from a school and then get expelled from the expelled school oh really (laughs) it's like kids with like that should be in jail yeah so she had she did that for a long time and now she's helping back at my high school actually but it's the people who need help with you know extra help with stuff and stuff like that um and then my dad was uh uh i don't know exactly what kind of engineer but he like programmed satellites and stuff and like all kinds of crazy shit like Hmm. dude's smart but um i think he's still doing that i don't know what he's doing right now I don't know if you got another job or not yet, but yeah. When did uh? What age did you pick up a guitar? Um, so I took guitar lessons in like third grade, mm. and then I kind of put it down. I hadn't touched it until um three years ago now. Oh really? Yeah. So then, like three years ago, was kind of when my football career had was ending. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just grabbed the old broken gibson from the basement um and it sounded like garbage it was terrible but just started learning wanted to learn a couple songs you know be a campfire guy that could just sing the campfire songs and stuff like that um but uh then my mom for my birthday that year bought me this one that i have now that nice taylor Mm -hmm. um and then i like had it in my room and i'm like i can't my mom spent a lot of money on this guitar like i can't just have it sit there be like a wall decoration like i should practice and stuff like that so i'd get up grab it you know practice for like an hour a day or so or or try to and stuff um and just kind of went from there but um once you learn that first song you know then you kind of get the chords and stuff like that and then it just kind of is a progression from there just like anything else so mm-hmm. um but yeah about 3 years ago is probably when i picked up the guitar again hmm. can we see your guitar yeah if you want sorry over here. you want to you want to whip it out i don't i necessarily don't want to be the one in charge <laughs> it's not like it's like this like relic or something like you're not gonna break nothing if you <laughs> yo i might i might low-key fucking knock the neck or whatever and then you're you're all moving to nashville and now you don't have a guitar and nice the good the good black what's what's that thing in the inside of the hole um so that's a it's they call it a fuzz buster i don't know what the actual the actual name for it is which i probably should but it doesn't really matter but um when you're playing live um same way you get feedback like from microphones on the uh, podcast and everything um when you're playing acoustically and you don't have this in just like at a campfire or whatever it makes it louder but when it's plugged in um the sound from you know the speakers or even just the guitar will get in there and get like a ringing so oh. that's really all it does is just kind of stop that when you're playing live hmm. it, how do you it's like it's like a rubber thing in there you put it in yeah. there yourself no you can just even pull it out oh i see oh i see the thing it's like a and suction just... cup type thing yep oh wow now you just shove it in there might have to spit on it. For real? No. Just oh, I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Um, uh, well, I, you you said you don't have any uh, music recorded at the moment, though, right? No. 
um what's stopping you just wanting to do it like the right way um just kind of seeing how cody did it and everything like i need to get better on social media get you know post youtube videos do that kind of thing especially with like the originals i have and stuff like that Mm. um but like when i record it i want to be able to have like a a band behind me you know whether it be a band that i meet you know or if you hire studio band stuff like that i want to have a producer do it you know like i i can do it enough but i don't want it to sound trashy i mean even like on the music review we did the other day you know you can tell the songs that were you can tell which songs were done like by someone who knows what they're doing Mm -hmm. rather than someone just kind of you know on their macbook you know and stuff like that not that any of those were bad but you know you can definitely tell the difference between them oh yeah and so that's kind of not that i'm a perfectionist but i'm kind of ocd and stuff like that so like i've recorded some of my songs and like i have them on my phone um but like if i wanted to actually put it out there i'd want it to be kind of crisp and like more done Mm -hmm. just because i'd want to like go forward with everything and stuff like that so um just kind of either waiting on the funds or you know the a label to pick me up or something so we can make it right do it the right way and stuff like that if that makes sense so that's really all that's stopping me but i do need to like record it put it on youtube or you know tiktok stuff like that i've done a little bit on tiktok but haven't done any of my original stuff like that um i know i played the one for you the other night for you guys the other night and drunk and ugly mm-hmm. or, sorry, is that what it, that's yeah. what it was right yeah. yeah that one's a fun one yeah, i like that one <clears throat> it's catchy so a lot of people get it stuck in their heads which is always nice mm-hmm yeah, I mean, I would, I don't really listen to a lot of country, but I would like uh, liken it to maybe like, um, you know, in the hip hop world, you know, if, if you're going up to like, if you're if you're walking up, I don't know why it's so popular for people to walk up to like established artists and be like rap in front of them mm-hmm. and try to some some kind of deal from that. But, um, you know, they've been doing that for a while, like like a demo tape. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you have to pull up with like a, like a tangible thing so that they know like you know oh this person is is somewhat with it enough to put a cohesive you know three to five songs together and fucking mm. really showcase what they can do as of right now yeah well yeah and definitely <clears throat> yeah in the exact same way i mean it all works the same way it's just different people different music um so it's like like you're saying is i'd rather walk up if in hip-hop terms you know i'd rather walk up to whoever it is and give them you know a mixtape that i'd be proud to give away you know rather than just like hey i recorded these three songs uh last week do mm-hmm. you mind listening to them or something like that so that's all it is is just you know before i send it off to a label or whatever or try to do anything with it like i want to make sure that it's like tangible you know like mm-hmm. you're saying so that's all it is mm-hmm. yeah respect it fucking a lot of people rush it and then wonder wonder when nothing comes of it Kind of got to take your time, mm-hmm. get you put your best foot forward. You know, you you only get one good first impression. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't want to show like a some janky song and that be like what you're remembered by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you go to a? Did you go to Cody, Cody's show here at, when it was in town this last weekend? No, I was I was just telling Cody because we went to dinner <clears throat> uh, right after before he headed back to Nashville. But um, I was in Arizona the uh, three days or whatever, so. Had that trip planned for a long time, and then um, Cody started putting out these three shows in, in Pueblo, or in uh, one of them was in Denver and stuff like that. And those are all ones I could have went to, but I was in 
a different state, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. anytime he's close, I always try to go and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I've been to a lot. Um, and when he first started, I went to every single one, which is always fun, stuff like that. Um, he likes to call me up so we can sing a song together, stuff like that. So that's always cool. Um, but now going out to Nashville, I'll be able to see, you know, all of them, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's playing tonight at one of the bars on Broadway, uh, just in like a rounds or whatever. And like, I'm not out there yet. So obviously not going today, but, uh, or maybe that was yesterday anyways, but you know, I could just go out there, sit there and like you said, meet people while also getting to just watch my boy perform and stuff like that, which is cool. So, mm. yeah. Um, I think I saw you perform one time. You guys were at the state fairgrounds in like the Budweiser tent. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he invited us to that one, and I fucking, I'm pretty sure you were opening for him, right? I was, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. There was, um, there was, it's like, the the demographic that goes to those, it's like, it's like an entire 20-person family will fucking pull up. Oh, yeah. Like, and they'll, they'll pull up, like, the tables together, which is kind of interesting. It's like three generations of people that are, mm. that are there at that concert. Oh, yeah, well, even, you know, Cody's family, just because they're all in Pueblo, so when he plays in Pueblo, they're all there, too, and, um... That one was the like Pueblo State Fair, so not the you know not the Colorado State Fair, mm-hmm. but that one was just like like you're saying it's the Pueblo State Fair, so like all the Pueblo families like it's just just like you're saying like family of twenty just pulling up and just rolling in, grabbing tables, doing it, which is always cool to see, but it's always fun too, and it's always kind of funny too. Just I mean when you're talking about demographics, is like even just the different bars that you play at, like uh, like within three days or two days or whatever i played at twin elks here in pueblo and then went up to springs and played at notes and it's just like a whole different group of people you gotta like almost play different songs um up there they had their own pa system own sound guy like I, all i had to do was plug in my guitar and go up there and down here i had to like set up everything and mm. you know security's grabbing people because they're trying to sing on the mic and stuff and yeah it, it's it it's fun i mean to each each one of them is always fun and it for different reasons, but it's just so crazy how different the different shows are and stuff like that too, which is, is cool because you get to sing different songs. You get to, you know, hang out with different people. Sometimes they're more rowdy, which is fun. Um, sometimes you drink a little more too, which is also fun. But, <laughs> you know, and people are bringing you shots up to the to the mic and everything. Like, it's fun, but definitely uh, definitely different for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I fucking. When did you perform at Twin Elks? Um, that one was probably about a month ago. Um, I was able to slip it in between some of my shows. Um, I actually just went to Twin Elks for with some of my homies for uh, karaoke one night, mm. and we were singing or whatever. I was drinking a little bit and um, walked up to the guy who was singing. And was just like, "Hey, bro, you're good. Like that was awesome." Like, let me go I was like let me go grab my guitar we'll do one together in a second and he was like oh you play the guitar too and I was like yeah and he's like oh I didn't realize it was the owner of the Twin Oaks oh really yeah and so then we just got to talking and everything too and um I was like yeah I'm just trying to get some shows and stuff like that here's my card um and then ended up bringing my guitar and singing for him in his office and he's like yeah dude let's let's do a show let's do a show and uh he's like can you do Friday and I was like like three days from now Friday and he was like yeah I was like 
sure man like let's do it and so then just went and did that which is is cool sometimes that's how you got to be mm-hmm. and you got to mark yourself more you gotta right now at, at this point um some people are asking but you really got to go out and be like hey i'm i play country music like do you guys do live music like i don't charge much blah blah, blah uh stuff like that but that was kind of cool too and getting to do that is always fun because you know all the Pueblo homies get to come out and, and watch you do what you do and like a bunch of my coworkers came out. Um, they had never heard me sing before, so that was cool. Oh hell yeah, stuff like that. But for uh, for uh, as of right now, what's your what's your price to play a show? Like an hour. An hour, probably. As of today. Well, so like I usually do. Yeah, it kind of depends. I mean, but um, if I have to bring all my stuff, I usually get like maybe fifty more dollars just because I have to carry it in, set it all up myself, and stuff like that. Um, but usually it's about a hundred an hour, um, just depending too. Um, I've done a bunch of charity shows, stuff like that too. And I tell them I'll do it for free or whatever, or like at the end, you know, give the money back to them, stuff like that. But, um, I mean like at Twin Elks, I did, uh, three hours and got paid $200, but then made $400 in tips, uh, stuff like that. So, um, but usually it's about a hundred dollars an hour, depending on who it's for or what it's for, stuff like that. So. And the prices are about to go up once you move away and fucking fulfill your, you know, the, these things that you have planned. I know. If I get everything I got done planned, then hopefully, you know, I'll be playing at the at the state fair, you know, before uh, John Party or, you know, someone like that stuff. Maybe before Cody. That'd mm-hmm. be cool. That would be sick. That would be sick. You, uh, Cody, then John Party? Yeah, that'd be dope. That would be dope. That would be sick. I fuck with John Party. Hey, if you're watching this, stay fair. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who the fuck does any of that shit. For like, probably a committee of people that... Yeah, I think it's a committee. I used to know, but now I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they got T.I. I heard he did a terrible show this year. Oh, yeah. I saw, I saw that guy who does the Applebee's song. It's like... It's like oh, Walker blues. Hayes? Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that guy at the state fair this year. It was pretty sick. Yeah, he's good. I hate that song. Oh really? But it's the only song. The I rest know. the rest of his songs are actually pretty good. Really? Um he's a very good writer too. He just uh came out with the song uh or is about to, I can't remember. I think it might have just came out with Craig Campbell. Mm. That one's pretty good. Um but yeah, no, I mean it's always cool to see those people too, even uh, shows are always better too. Like even if you only know one song, stuff like that, you get to see them perform and it's it's just different than listening to them on the radio, which is always cool. So even if I only know one song of theirs, you know, I'll cheap tickets, I'll be like, Hell yeah, let's let's go, like grab a couple buddies. Sometimes I make people who don't know what the fuck is going on come with me and they they had fun too, you know, it's it's a live show and you know, country music always has a bunch of pretty girls there too. So when you bring your boys that don't even like country music, they just watch the girls dance the whole time and it's they true. have a good time too. It's true. <laughs> but what's uh what's one of your like dream venues right now? Maybe in Colorado to start with? Um, I mean, in Colorado, Red Rocks would be like, I know that's like far down the road, but like, I know Zach Bryan is playing at Red Rocks again soon. Um, but like his show is awesome. Just going to shows at Red Rocks is just so dope to watch. So like I got to see Luke Combs there, uh, stuff like that. It's just like, it's almost a surreal experience being an an audience member in at Red Rocks, Mm -hmm. but it's like, I can't imagine what it'd be like to be singing on stage with all those people like singing your songs and stuff. That that's probably like, that's probably number one. I mean, even probably in the nation right now, like I like would love to play at Red Rocks, mm-hmm. um, but they have uh, they're building that new one in Colorado Springs, right, that so new amphitheater. That. Yeah, and so that one would be cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I've been playing with like the people at the boot barn and like notes and stuff like that. Those are like, the same kind of people who are doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully I can kind of grind my way up, get a band and hopefully play there someday. So that's kind of the, the next stepping stone and then stepping stones and then red rocks would be probably just, that would be ridiculously insane. Would be so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, as a, as an opener, I think it's possible within like, you know, a year fucking, but you know, like you said, headliner, gonna take some time oh for sure but i i feel like i i knew this guy who opened at red rocks one time just as like a new musician fucking i don't i forget who i forget what band he was but he was like it was like it was first year of playing and he played at red rocks he to tell me about it it was like a weird story oh no that's always cool too i always like doing that too like and like i it's just like a pet peeve of mine you know like when people don't go see the opener they just get in there like five minutes before Mm mm-hmm the main event Mm -hmm. which like is cool i know you bought the tickets for luke combs or whatever but um i always like to watch the openers even before i started playing you know i always like to watch the openers um went to a rascal flats concert with my mom like at the end of high school and uh little big town was opening oh wow nobody knew who the hell they were but now they're a little big town you know it's Mm -hmm. like these people that are are opening could be the next you know whatever Mm -hmm. like and so it's good to go see them. You listen to their music, and it's like, wow, these guys are good. And then two years down the road, then you see their concert where somebody else is opening. So there's nothing wrong with opening either. So, like, totally, it's just the way it is, stuff like that, too. Mm-hmm. Who are you listening to right now? Um, a lot of Morgan Wallen, obviously. Um, he's just, like, king country music right now. I won't say all time because, you know, you got Garth Brooks, you know, all that stuff. But... Right now, he's just at the top. Um, Bailey Zimmerman, uh, he's kind of a newer one. but Oh, it's a guy. Yeah. That's a, that yeah. was a girl. Yeah, Bailey Zimmerman, he's just, like, he's coming out and coming out with songs and songs and songs. And, like, one of them is just, like, one of the best country songs I've ever, I've ever heard. I won't say the best, but, like. What's it called? It's called Rock in a Hard Place. Mm-hmm. That shit goes hard. And I'm, I don't know if it's because it, like, hits deep, but, like, I know a lot of people like that song. It's on the the country radio quite a bit now and stuff like that he's kind of the on the rise on the verge artist i think is what they're calling him so um but he's good and he i think morgan wallen actually was on wrote that song with him so that might be why it's so good no but oh damn (laughs) does morgan wallen write all his own shit uh most of it i mean like everybody kind of writes their own stuff especially at the beginning um but it's usually like collaboration of people or um I mean, you know the song Whiskey Glasses by Morgan Wallen? So Hardy actually wrote that whole song. Who's Hardy? I don't know who Hardy is. Oh, okay. Well, Hardy's, uh, he's a pretty big country artist now. Um, but, like, when Morgan Wallen first started coming out, he was, like, a nobody. Like, if you watch the music video for Whiskey Glasses, he's just, like, this geeky-looking guy with glasses and stuff, just the homie in there. Because they're good friends. But now he's, like, now he's Hardy. And I know, like, you're not huge in the country music, so you don't know who he is, but he's just like, he's going off right now. He just released an album and people are going crazy for him and stuff like that too. Um, but it's just kind of crazy that, you know, it's all a process and you can go super fast or it can take you years. I mean, Morgan Wallen went on The Voice and now he's Morgan Wallen. Oh, he was on know, The Voice, really? Yeah, he was. He won? No. Oh, but he's still like famous yeah. as fuck. Yep. Wow. What year? I can't remember, actually. I'd probably have to look that up. But that's always a good way to do it, too, though. I know a lot of people come from that. Um, 
like one of the guys, I can't remember his name. He just won American Idol. I haven't watched American Idol for probably 10 years, but yeah. couldn't tell you he won. Couldn't tell you he was on it, but I've listened to his music on the radio, stuff like that. Um, but then you get like people like Chris Stapleton, who, uh, I know that is. he sings Tennessee whiskey. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he was a writer for a very, very long time and just was kind of, you know, his name was always on the song and stuff, but he wasn't really singing until a little bit ago. And when I say li- it was, it's, but you know, it's, it's a long time coming. Some people just hit right away and go like that. And some people got to make their way and then they become that. So it's like, it's all crazy. You just got to keep grinding and make sure you put in the work and don't give up and shit like that. But it is what it is, I guess. Mm. Um, fucking what about like uh you know morgan wallen has that one i know that broadway girls with with little dirk mm-hmm. that shit's a slap um you got any like like dream collaborations that you would like to work on maybe if it's like country or or any other things um i think it would be dope to do one with you know someone like morgan wallen someone like luke combs um or hardy um it'd also be cool to do something like i mean i know everybody every every country music probably wants to do a collab with like garth brooks that would be ridiculous you know tim mcgraw something like that like are they still making music yeah um i think garth brooks is still even going on tour i saw him maybe a couple years ago and he's that man can put on a show too like even if you don't know a single garth brooks song you should go see him in concert because he is so good like what's like his most popular song oh he's got a bunch of good ones i don't know what his i'll I'll tell you what his most popular one is i mean like that name sounds familiar like i fucking grew up around a bunch of fucking cowboys but I definitely was not slapping Garth Brooks growing up. But I know the homies were. Or like, you know, like Brooks and Dunn. Yeah, um, I know I know them. They're going on a like a reunion tour. How old are these artists? They're old, dude. This is like when my like when my mom was driving me to like elementary school and stuff, like they were even kind of before that, probably. They were like but, 40 at that time when you were listening to them in the car. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. But they're 40s. like, they're getting up there. They're probably, I mean, I think Garth Brooks, is, I don't know how old he is. But, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, his most popular one is probably Friends in Low Places. Oh, sure I, I fucking one. know that one. Yeah, yeah. It's like, actually, I don't know. It's like, and I got, I, I don't even know. And I got friends in low places yeah, yeah, where yeah. the whiskey drowned. Yeah, yeah that one. That's a that's a banger. Everyone, I feel like even if you don't like country music, you know that song. That's in like movies and shit. Oh yeah. No, there's a lot of them. I like Zach Bryan too right now. If you heard him, mm-hmm. he's going off. Was he ever like? Was there ever a Zach Bryan band? Uh, there's a Zach Brown band. Oh, Zach Brown band. Yeah. Okay. I was so, like, all right. They're good too. Zach Bryan was actually a TikTok guy. Really? Which is kind of crazy because when I first got TikTok, I heard you know the song and it's just like this sweaty blonde guy just going ham on the guitar and singing and stuff like that and you're like damn he's good hmm. wonder what's gonna happen to him and now he's he's zach bryan yeah which is dope so it's all kind of it's all you know trying to get noticed make sure you you're doing everything right and if you sound good you sound good and should work out for you mm-hmm. what about uh other colorado rising uh country country singers or bands do you have any that you can name off to look out to look out for Cody Cause for sure. Aside, aside from Cody, I mean, yeah, he's fucking. <laughs> no, not really. Um, I know there's a couple people out there that are from Colorado, but um, I can't really think of any 
like country guys. Um, I know, like, do you know who they is? R and B. Yeah, I like them a lot. They're from Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I'm not listening to country music. I slap their music quite a bit. Hell yeah. Um, so if you haven't heard of them, like if you haven't heard of them, then they, well, per- they, they period they period yeah, they make really good music. I love their shit. So, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird because I'm, I mean, not weird because I listen to all kinds of music and just like a lot of people do, but. Mostly country, but I mean, if you haven't heard their music, then they're good. They're from Colorado, which is always dope too. So mm-hmm. I think they're from Aurora. Yeah, I think you're right. Right outside of Denver. Yeah, but still um, dope. Um, so uh, I guess that's a good question. What what aside from like country, like you know, they who else are you who else are you bumping? Um, I like listening to Drake a lot. I know that's kind of he's fire. Uh, whatever answer, but no, he's he's always good. Um. I've been really into like these pop punk bands, you know, that are coming back. Like who? I don't even know their names. I could tell you the songs and stuff, but um, even just MGK, I don't really like him as a person. But <laughs> uh, no, he's all right. But his a couple of his songs off his new album, you know, where it's kind of you know pop punk, yeah, and all like banging your head and stuff. Like that's kind of dope. Um, yeah, he's very not universally liked, but his music sells well. Yeah, and I really like his music. Like his, his shows are sold out. Fucking, he goes on tour often, so people like it. Um, I've been listening to Nickelback recently because they're going on a tour really, with Brantley Gilbert. Randomly enough, I don't know who Brantley Gilbert is. He's a big country guy too, but uh, everybody knows the name Nickelback. And yeah, so they've been going on like all these shows and stuff like that. The Bobby Bones show is like a uh, I heart. Uh, I don't know if it's I heart music. I think I, so. I think it is, but. That's like a big country thing or whatever, and he's been on that show and stuff like that. And is he black? Brantley Gilbert, Bobby Bones. Oh no, no, he's not black. No, he's a he's a white guy from Arkansas. For real, I fucking I like uh, uh, Charlemagne the God. He's on a uh, oh, yeah. Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. and he I feel like he brings him up a lot. Oh yeah, because he's like a, a radio pioneer too. Is Bobby mm-hmm. Bones right? He's been on him for a while. Yeah, no, I feel like they're kind of you know the same way we were talking about getting your music out in hip-hop and country, it's, you know, kind of the same. I feel like those guys are kind of comparable as well. you like, just in their own own rights and own genres, like, but they're both kind of just killing the game right now, and you can tell and stuff like that, so it's always cool to see that, too. Mm-hmm. That's probably why, you know, the names come up in both their sides is because they're both realizing that they're both killing it and stuff like that, and you got to give credit where credit's due, so. For sure. But, yeah, yeah. That name, that name fucking, I know it, but I, I'm just not familiar with his actual, like, resume. It's interesting. Um, you still listen to radio? Yeah, when my uh, whenever my iPhone doesn't uh, connect to my um, car right away, hmm. I'll just keep the radio on and stuff like that. But <clears throat> only thing I don't like about radio, well, because I was working in the um, dealership, mm-hmm. we'd always have the same station on all day long, and so like some of those long shifts, like from nine a.m. till seven p.m., you listen to the same station all day. And they play really good songs because they're playing, you know, the best songs that people like, everything like that. But you hear the same songs, you hear the same list of songs probably six times during that whole day. So it just kind of, that's why I don't really listen to radio, but. It's probably like KDZA, some fucking oldies shit. Mm -hmm. Damn, you just pop two Zins at the same time? Yeah, always. Damn, that's that's badass. Dude, I go through so many, it's bad. Really? I need a sponsorship. That'd be sick. (laughs) 
someday. Reach out to him. I know every time I post a picture of me singing or something, Cody will always comment and be like, sponsored by Zen, because you can always see it like in my back pocket and shit. Oh, really? But no, I go through way too many of these. I'd save a lot of money if I didn't do it. But um, everyone has their vices, bro. Fucking, I bet when you go to Nashville, you're going to see some some drugs that you fucking people doing on the daily that you're like, damn, how do you even afford that? Like, how do you do that? Like, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of shit. Oh, probably. But, yeah, you know, you can pop in your Zins, drinking your beer. A little lippy pillow. That's, that's what you call it? That's what people that's call what people it. call it? I don't, I don't feel like I can pull off calling him a lippy pillow, but you always see him on TikTok and stuff. There's like that one guy that, popping in a lippy Tempur-Pedic pillow, uh, furda, you know, all that shit. I yeah. can't do that, but <laughs> it's no, always I, funny. You ever, you, you ever smoke a spliff? Uh, nope. No? I don't know what that is. It's like it's a it's a joint, but it has like a bunch of tobacco, tobacco in, it. in it. Not a bunch, but like maybe like forty, sixty. But um, I would imagine that's what it would make me feel like. Like I've never like done like chew, but if you ever smoke like a really like spliffed, you know, tobacco out spliff, mm-hmm. you're fucking you're zooming. You got to take a shit, but your head is like racing. Mm-hmm. Is that how it make you feel? You know, I don't I don't know if I really feel it too much anymore. Mm. Um, that's why I put two in at a time, mm-hmm. but, um, the nice thing is the Zins don't have any tobacco in it. It's just nicotine, Yeah, which is cool, but cause when I do chew, which I don't at all really, but I, the first time I tried it was the same kind of thing. I was like, just on a whole new world. Like, yeah, it's all kind of getting used to it and stuff like that too. Like I'm not huge into weed, you know, like I have nothing against it. Like living in Colorado, like. It's all good. You're like I just can't do it because for me, I'm not used to it. Same with alcohol. You know, like the more you do it, the more you probably get used to it, mm-hmm. where you can kind of function or whatever. But when if I like if I took like two hits of that right now, I would fuck. I don't know if I'd be able to talk the rest of the interview. Really? <laughs> Maybe See, not two, but <laughs> and like I feel like when I smoke, I like the interviews can go even longer. Mm. Like I'll fucking just bring up like different topics or like questions i wouldn't even like think of normally no i got you for sure but yeah it's weird how it's different for each each person yeah to each their own different strokes for different folks so like never have anything against like what people want to do but you know i got i got what i do and i'll do what i do you do what you do we'll have a good time you know it's it's always cool so like um like i would say weed is like probably the most weed and i would say ecstasy are probably the most consumed drugs in colorado like what do you think like most consume consumed drug in Nashville yeah. would be. Ooh, I have no idea. I haven't been there enough. I feel like probably alcohol just for Broadway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I don't know, actually. Because I think weed is illegal <coughs> in in Tennessee. Um, I think when I was reading it, it was like, I think it's just medical or whatever. You can have up to 0.6%. That's nothing. I know. I, like, I think That's you CBD. can buy at... Like you can go to a dispensary down the street and buy like thirty eight percent or probably higher. I, I really no, don't not, know. Not weed, not flour, thirty eight percent. But um concentrates you can get like ninety nine percent. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. But yeah, I, I guess alcohol would probably be right. Maybe like mm, I don't even know. What it Yeah, I really have no idea. And especially like I mean, when you think about it, like I, and I don't really know Tennessee at all, you know, like I've been to Nashville a couple of times, three or four times, but 
like I don't know what that's only one city in the whole state like there's all all kinds of people out there too you know what I mean like so I don't know it's hard to say what's the second biggest city um see I don't even know that I know there's like Knoxville oh um, yeah and like the Chattahoochee oh yeah <laughs> Chattanooga or whatever um I know Knoxville's pretty big because that's where uh UT is University of Tennessee mm. um but I don't I can't really think I'd probably say Knoxville's probably the next biggest but I might be wrong too. That's no its own idea. market. You, you ever think like maybe you like travel around, look around, or are you trying to try yeah, to drill? Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know how how far I'll go outside of Nashville, especially at the beginning. You know, like uh, just hard to say. I mean, I definitely want to go see a Tennessee game and go watch them in Knoxville would be pretty cool. So I'll probably go out there. I don't really know how much I'll explore other stuff for a while. I mean, I know they got you know lakes and stuff like all over the place and so i'm sure eventually i'll probably wander around but i can't see myself really leaving nashville for for a while especially at the beginning just because of how i am but i don't know hard to say yeah hmm. um yeah fucking what about what about like uh upcoming music or anything do you have like any any dates or anything that you kind of want to hit like do you want to you know i you know particularly rushing to record your stuff like you said but at some point you know you get the ball is going to be passed up like what's your thoughts on that um you know i definitely so i have like three full original songs um Two of them I feel very confident about. One of them I kind of feel, you know, iffy or whatever. I definitely would love to put out that drunk song and get it recorded with a band and everything kind of as soon as possible. Like, I don't want to rush it, but, like, I really want to get that one out, you know, and get a get a track at least so that, you know, I can start putting it on TikTok and stuff like that because I know that's how a lot of people get whatever. Um, you know, make all the stupid TikToks where it's the same song 80 times in a row, but... You know, you're you're like, oh, release date two months from now or release date, you know, all that stuff. So I really want to get at least the one of them, at least put out a single as soon as I can, <clears throat> but without rushing it. So, like, I definitely want to mm -hmm. get it the right way, get a good track and everything and get it produced by uh, someone who knows what they're doing, not myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, How much do you think that's going to run you? I think it depends. Um, I think, like... Right now, if I went to Nashville, I could probably pay somebody to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And it'd I mean, probably be like fifteen grand. Fifteen grand, really? Maybe for more than one song, but it'd probably be around there. Holy shit! Just to get every like everything that I'm wanting, especially you know, just with the studio band and everything, having them come in and record that part, and then having the producer do it. It kind of just depends. So I mean, even even with the label, you're gonna have to pay. Um, but they can at least help you and rather than just, you know, you have a little bit of uh, street cred, mm -hmm. um, cause you're coming in, you're signed by a label and stuff rather than just some kid paying a bunch of money to record a song. So I don't know. It's kind of tough to say. I is, really don't know. Is a label signing a country artist before they have like a bunch of workout, like in hip hop, I guess, you know, you could have one banger and you'll fucking, uh, what, what I hear from interviews and stuff, like you'll get major looks. Is that happening in like the country world? 
Um, so yeah, I mean, um, I had a label reach out to me, um, and they're a smaller label. So like none of the, of the big labels are going to be like, oh, you have nothing out. Like, let's sign you and give you a shot. You know, none of those guys are going to do that. But, um, some of the smaller labels will, you know, when you play a bunch of live shows, they hear your songs live, they hear that, you know, they see social media, they see that and can like kind of tell, um, even just from what this guy was saying, Obviously, I don't know if that's going to work out. You know, I don't know if I'm a good fit for them or anything. Like, nothing's come of that yet. Um, but it's always good to be noticed. But what he said what they kind of do is, you know, take people who they see, you know, have talent, but kind of don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Kind of like me. Like, <laughs> Where like, I just, like, I don't, you don't know have what all the, the next step is. Yeah. Or, yeah, just kind of all that kind of thing. But, um, so, yeah, I mean, I feel like, it can be a little different in hip hop. I feel like if you're doing hip hop, like a bunch of shows and stuff, and someone like sees you and tells somebody about it, or like you're putting it on social media, you're putting it on YouTube, you know, they can find it and, and be able to do that. Um, it's kind of the same way with country music to a point where, you know, if you do have these songs recorded and like they're getting plays, they're getting, you know, you have a million views on YouTube or something, you know, they're going to notice. But um, there are some of the smaller labels that. I think at first, like, you kind of pay them to help you out. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, like, especially for people like me, like, that don't really know what the next step is, it can definitely help you, and they can get you into other places. You know, they have the connections to get you gigs. They have connections to, you know, to get you a recording of a certain song or something and stuff like that. So, you know, even if I send them, like, a hypothetically, let's say I send them a rough version of a song, and they're like, that's sick, you know, I'll... I'm going to sign you. We're going to record that song and see what happens, you know? So sometimes it can be like that. I know like with Cody, he just was playing opening for Craig Campbell. Mm -hmm. Craig Campbell liked how he sang. He liked his originals and stuff like that. And he's like, Hey, I want to, you know, do some stuff with you and see where it goes. So it it just kind of, and now he's, now he's Cody Koss. So it's, you know, but, um, it's all kind of crazy. It's all just about, especially with country music, it's just grinding, getting your name out there doing shows, getting as many people as you can to hear you, um, and, and trying to just make it from there, so. Hmm. Fucking, yeah, um, I necessarily, um, uh, don't know what it takes, but your music's good as fuck. Could we actually, like, would you mind playing, like, something for the, for the pod and putting it out there? Sure. Do you hear that? Through your headphones? Yeah. Alright, I'll play uh play a drunk again. Okay. No, you heard it, but Yeah, no, I mean it's completely different audience. Well not different, but still spicy. Got a different you know, different people watching that for different reasons. A lot of feet a lot of feet lovers watch that shit. <laughs> well I played big big shot on that one. That's true. I played the other one after just for you guys, mm -hmm. but I'll put this one on there. Um, so it's it's really a song about uh, one of my ex-girlfriends. Um, my buddy actually just walked up to the bar. I was flirting with this girl. He was hammered, um, but she rejected him. And he was like, oh, man, you're drunk, or I'm drunk, and you're still ugly. And I was just like, dude, you're a savage. I can't believe you just said that to that, that poor girl over there. <laughs> yeah. But then I was like, ooh, that might make a good song, though. So I just sat down and started writing it. 
Um, but kind of the double entendre, you know, is like when the drunker you get, they should look prettier, but like they can be super pretty on the outside, but it's about what's on the inside. So like I'm drunk and you're still ugly cause you're a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty he, much the He was trying to fuck her song. in the first place. Yeah. Now I'm sitting in this downtown bar Wondering if I should text you Yeah, I know your house, it ain't too far I'm sipping Jack and Coke, trying to make it through Then you pulled up and you parked next to my truck Got me thinking I'm the one who effed it up then you sat down in that bar stool next to me A reminder, this is how it has to be Yeah, I'm drunk, and you're still ugly And that might not mean much to you, but it does to me Yeah, I'm drunk, and you're still ugly And I hear you're talking shit, but you still love me yeah, I'm drunk, you're still ugly Yeah, I'm drunk, you're still ugly Get to talking about just what became of us You gave me every reason that you could make up I can't believe a word that comes out of your mouth I'm sitting pretty now, I'm glad I made it out you keep on saying that it was all of my fault Taking all my wounds and keep on pouring salt The more you speak I'm glad I finally made the switch And realized that you were crazy bitch Yeah I'm drunk and you're still ugly And that might not mean much to you but it does to me yeah, I'm drunk, and you're still ugly And I see all your missed calls, I know you love me Yeah, I'm drunk, and you're still ugly Yeah, I'm drunk, and you're still ugly You always show up where I'm at, I don't know what to do And I'm not sure what happens next I'm glad it ain't you Cause yeah, I'm drunk You're still ugly And that might not mean much to you But it does to me Yeah, I'm drunk You're still ugly And I know someone like you Could never love me Yeah, I'm drunk You're still ugly yeah, I'm drunk, and you're still ugly, you're still ugly. Dude, that is a really good song, man. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. Hell yeah. Means a lot. I think, I think, man, just fucking, 
I mean, your approach your approach is is very methodical and calculated, but I think you know people are gonna flock and gravitate towards you know catchy music and good music, and and you have that. So you know, don't wait around for, for someone to to give you all the money. Just fucking put it out there yourself. That's what I think. Yeah. No, I I think like a cat got in your box. Oh, that's all right. My dog does the same thing. Really? Yeah. No, she's all good. He's all good. She? It's like it's. She's trans. She. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she both. They. Yeah. No, all good. My dog does the same thing. That's so funny. It's that uh, material. They like it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. I mean, like, I could probably put it out there, or whatever, and at least get something. But I think it'd sound better in like more like a radio song if like there's like some drums behind it. You know, maybe. A little guitar solo in there somewhere or something like that but i mean you know beggars can't be choosers either so i'll wait a little bit try to do it but if i can't i might just have to go for it so yeah you know but a good good music always stands out like the fucking it's it's it, i don't know that's you know some some bullshit rises but it's it's always it's always the cream that rises or whatever they say yeah cream rises to the top or whatever yeah i think that's what it is i don't know but no, that's funny. But I appreciate that, though, man. It means a lot. and Yeah, definitely. I want to get it out there and just want to do it the right way and stuff like that. And I think, you know, catching music helps, too. Like, when people leave my shows, they always remember that one. I have, you know, I always sing it kind of close to last or the very last song of my sets and everything. And I always ask people for requests, and, like, people will request it, stuff like that, which is always cool. So, what, it's, That's that, that one that they request? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. people that have seen me before or whatever they're like play drunk and i'm like i'm playing it i'll get there yeah. you know oh yeah but yeah what's the longest show you ever played uh four hours damn so right. i get i get breaks and stuff but you know you play for a little bit get a break play for a little bit get a break play for a little bit and then and then you're done but sometimes it goes really fast sometimes i mean now that i am am where i am it seems to go really fast because i have enough songs and stuff like that and it's always been fun and stuff like that, but like towards the beginning when I had to play the little bit longer shows, I would like run out of songs and stuff like that, and I'm like, then I'm like, oh man, how can I fill this last twenty minutes, you yeah. know? But it all comes, but it's always fun and seems to go by fast, and it's always cool, you know. Like I'd be working, making money all week, and then going to work again on you know Saturday night, Friday night, or something, but. uh people are like i'm getting paid just to sing songs to people which is it's still crazy to me you know just like people come out they drink and you know they tip me and the bar is paying me to sing them sing to them right now you know it's fun because it's just stuff that i used to do in my living room and stuff so it's always cool mm-hmm. yeah do you have any like advice that you would you would give to like artists that want to be where you're at you know even though you're not where you want to be at your your steps ahead where a lot of people are i mean just all you can do is just keep grinding. I mean, um, I saw a video <clears throat> like on Snapchat just popped up like from three years ago or whatever when I very first started. And I'm playing a song that like now I play and I'm I'm I sing in a certain way. I'm listening to it how I played it three years ago and it's just I'm like how could people even listen to this? Like why did I even send this video to people? Like mm. so I mean it's just it's all about growth and just keep doing what you're doing and. Uh, you know, it's all about confidence, and confidence comes with preparation, so it's all, you know, practice, and I mean, I've come a long way on the guitar, I've come a long way singing, so it's like, 
even just singing on the radio in my car now, it's like better than when I was singing in my radio in the car three years ago. So it's like it all, it all just comes with experience and doing it. So just keep going and don't get discouraged, you know, if, if you don't make it right away, maybe, you know, if someone says you're, you're garbage, maybe try not try to get some shows, but keep practicing for your homies in the living room and stuff for a while. And then eventually people will be like, Oh dude, you got to play at this bar I'm at, you know, and just keep doing your thing. So, I mean, really it's all just about the grind and getting better at your craft and getting more confident in your craft. Cause you people can tell when, you know, you're, you're scared up there or whatever when you're confident about it it sounds a whole lot better too and i've noticed that even just in my music is songs i don't know i don't sing as well as songs that i've sang a million times because it's just engraved into my head so like when i know a song it's just it's there you know so keep doing what you're doing just keep going and practice 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 man it's mm-hmm. how many songs do you have memorized like right now Ooh, that's tough um probably completely so i usually have like a little ipad on my mic stand mm-hmm. um so like requests and stuff i can look up the lyrics and then also some of the songs um i'll have to look up like certain parts of the lyrics and stuff like that um so completely memorized probably about 30 and then with my ipad with like the couple lyrics and everything probably about 60 wow that's fucking that's pretty good i it's not bad. Well, when you have to fill four hours, though, too, it's like you got to know a lot. Mm-hmm. It's like when I first started playing, it was hard to fill two hours, you know, because I only knew so many songs. But And the requests are fun, too. Like there's been a couple of times where people have requested a song, and I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'll give it a shot. Like, let's try it. And then now it's a song that I play in every one of my sets, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's all it's all cool and stuff like that, too. But. So what what exactly uh, what band members are you exactly looking for? Maybe someone maybe someone watching this plays those instruments. There you go. I need a I need a bassist, a drummer, and a lead guitarist, and I think I'd be good. I mean, like eventually, like way down the road, I'd like to have you know a steel guitar player and a fiddleist, maybe you know. But right now, I just I mean, even just a lead guitarist probably would be my first that I need the most just because you can do a lot more and then the band or the you know have a full band show with drummer and a bassist too that'd be like I'd be good to go for a while mm-hmm. got any band names picked out lined up no no damn probably just Mitch Carter I guess I mean but then you gotta then you gotta deal with the band being like well why is it Mitch Carter why isn't it why isn't it you know Paul 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 Simon no I get that too I feel like in country music, they do a good job of, like, doing that and everything, too. Like, when you go to a, a good show, when someone's really good, they have a song where they, you know, you know who the lead guy is, but then be like, I want to introduce my band members or whatever, and then he'll go over to the bassist and be like, this is whatever on the bass, and then he'll hit a bass solo, and then this is whatever on the drums, and he'll fucking go off on the drums, and then and whatever on the guitar and hits it like a sick guitar solo or something and mm-hmm. so everybody gets the recognition and stuff and i mean even <clears throat> just on tiktok or whatever i found jelly roll's drummer and i'm like damn that dude's fucking badass like jelly roll is badass the songs are badass but don't get me wrong but like that drummer's fucking killing it dude mm-hmm. like that's awesome so i don't know it's hard to say but does jelly roll play instruments you know i don't know i'm sure he does but i feel like he has to but not on stage 
I don't think he does on stage. So Maybe for a couple songs. Mostly his band, and he's just like the singer. But he's killer, dude. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Jolly Roll. He's good. Um, yeah, that's it. Maybe let me give you a band name. Maybe like um, give me give me like five seconds. Mm, how about? You know, I'm thinking country. Hmm. The Outback Project. Okay, okay, okay. You know, you know, that's a weird one. I like it. See, I could be in a band though too, you know, and then I wouldn't mind that. Mm-hmm. As long as my band blew up, that'd yeah. be cool. <laughs> Maybe, what's, uh, what's, um, I guess I can't really think of a country. Oh, well, I guess Nickelback is a country band. So, yeah. They're not really country. No? But They're rock. They, yeah. They could be though. What's like a country band? Zach Brown, Zach, you're right, yeah. Zach Brown band. Yeah. I know there's like Lanco and Low Cash is an older one that's pretty good. Mm. I mean, Florida Georgia Line, mm. they yeah. broke up, but. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, now uh, Tyler, whatever, Tyler Hubbard is one of the Florida, I think he's Florida or Georgia, I don't know. <laughs> oh, really? Oh. <laughs> but he's making music now, but uh, yeah, Florida Georgia Line isn't like a thing anymore, I guess. That's crazy. R.I.P. R.I.P. FGL. Yeah. Fucking, is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything else you want to get off your chest? I mean, not really. Um, no, thanks for having me. Thanks for getting me into. I know it was kind of whatever, but uh, definitely want to do the pod with you again, you know, and get the interview done, stuff like that. Um, me leaving on Tuesday. So um, big things coming, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll keep you in the loop and everything, too. If I do record a song, I'll send it in on the on the uh, um, music review. Uh, yeah, if you need any graphic design, if you don't have time to do that shit, I'll, fucking, I'll whip that shit up for you. Maybe like a video edit, like a TikTok edit, fucking, you know, do all the size aspects and shit. You know, we'll fucking... No, I'm down, I'll, dude. I would love to help you out. I made a shirt for Cody, and I, I gave it to him, but I don't know if he ever used the design. It was sick. It was like, it was like 90s, 90s themed with like three pictures of him and then like his name in like steel. It looked cool. That's badass. No, I mean, I'd love to do that. I might hit you up because my merch game is garbage. You know, I only have a couple shirts and stuff like that. And it's all online right now, but because it's just me making them or whatever. But I'll probably, you know, once I get there and I'm like, hey, I mean, I might need a, a lady shirt and a men's shirt real quick. Yeah, bro. Mind, I'll, uh, I'll just make you those designs for free, bro. I'd love to just see you fucking use them. Yeah, no, that'd go. be badass. I fucking put them on a shirt and start selling them, stuff like that. So. I mean, I'm down. Let's get so. it. I'm down, man. Thanks so much for coming. Fucking, do you want to tell the people where to follow you? Yeah, uh, Instagram, uh, TikTok, everything like that is Mitch Carter Official. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Like, I mean, you can friend me on Facebook if you want, I guess. It's just Mitch Carter. But <laughs> um, otherwise, Mitch Carter Official, and um, that's pretty much it. Thanks again for having me, dude. It's, it's been fun. So, Anytime, man. You're welcome here anytime. My cat's going to get burned. I hope not. <laughs> That's funny. But um yeah, you're welcome here anytime, man. Fucking thank you so much for coming by. No, oh, yeah, of course, man. All right, y'all. Street Champs, Mitch Carter, come get put on. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that shit. All right. Peace.